Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola, and you are listening to The Raider and the Saint. gentlemen thank you for tuning in to another episode episode 28 today's date is may 13th 2020 the location i am back in downtown santa ana at the studio that we call the bunker today's guest is a fellow customer of mine who's become a good friend who has helped me with the podcast but before we get to him first and foremost i want to thank all my listeners from around the world all my fans supporters co-workers, friends, family who tune in and listen to the, the podcast. So I just want to thank you for that. also want to thank my past guests, Steph and Shayla from the Just Fuck It podcast. I apologize for the 22-minute clip, but we had technical difficulties, like I said on the first podcast. I felt that I needed to get back in here to the studio as soon as possible and get you another podcast. So yeah, it is Wednesday. I usually do a podcast on Sunday, but I, I felt that um, I did my best, you know, as far as editing and all that, because you could barely hear me. It sounded like I was in a box. So like I've said before, we're going to have problems on this podcast as we grow and, and get better. Just how we are, we do in life. We're gonna make mistakes, but we get it. it's what we do to make it better. You know, we're gonna get up, and we're gonna correct it, and get back on that hustle. You know, and, and and that's what I felt like I needed to do is get back into this studio. So for first, I want to thank my my guest today, Johnny Williams, who worked who works at Chase, and is also a senior at Cal State Fullerton. Johnny, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you for coming in on such short notice but i appreciate you how are you brother pretty good man thanks for having me on the show pretty excited and almost done with school it's my final week right after this is done i'm about to start my future career we'll see where it takes me you know that's exciting man um how do you feel about not being able to walk and have that graduation especially if you work so hard from it coming from a, mm-hmm. a fellow cal state you know alumni yeah definitely i think that the it sucks not being able to walk have a ceremony where i do walk with the graduation you know it's like your family gets really excited they've seen you struggle they've seen you at your best your worst for the past few years of school and everything so i feel like the graduation is more so meant for the families and also meant to like honor the students but for me personally it's just more motivation in the end of the day you know it's like we're not able to have a graduation or anything like that I feel like for me, I don't need to be recognized for the work that I put in because I know how much work I put to be in this uh, position Mm -hmm. to where I can succeed, you know, so take it as motivation. I'm going to try a little harder in life, you know, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt, push forward. I know when I went to uh, Fullerton College, I was there for a couple of years. 
you can actually graduate from there. They have graduations. You don't just transfer. That's what people mm -hmm. think. You go to community college, the transfer, so you could graduate from a university. Believe it or not, they do have graduations. You do get a an associate's degree, a mm -hmm. uh, two-year associate's degree. And I happened to graduate from FJC. And I remember that I didn't care. I didn't care for the grad. I went because my friends were going. Yeah. And we were all going to go hang out, have some drinks and stuff like that. But I didn't invite my parents. I didn't, I didn't invite no family members. I felt like for me it was just – it was a personal accomplishment, but I wasn't done yet. You I know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't need to be celebrated and, and honored. And my parents were hurt. They were upset about it. And I remember my mom gave me a card and she gave me a hundred dollars, mm -hmm. you know, and said how, how proud she was. But uh, you know, I felt bad. I was like, maybe I should have, maybe they wanted to be proud of something, but I felt like this, this, I wasn't done yet. You know yeah. what I mean? So Cal State Foods into me when I graduated was an honor because it was hard. You know, it was, it was something that, that I, I talked with the girls on, on the last podcast for me, when we talked about college experience, mm -hmm. for me, you know, some people said it, it's worthless and this and that. For me, it was it was the experience. Like the girl said, it was it was wasn't about the education or, or making more money. It was just the experience alone of of being an adult and having uh, you know having things to do. Like exactly. you got a report. I remember coming home from work at like six in the morning. Uh, no, no, not six. I'd come home from work at like eleven o'clock at night when I was working part time at UPS. And I would have to write a, like a 16 page report, you know, and, and I'd be, it'd be an all nighter. Right. Mm -hmm. And then go straight to class at like six in the morning. I, I still Man. remember those days. I, I still have nightmares. I didn't <laughs> graduate. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I feel that. I feel like though, I've always told my parents this, even when I started school, I always told them like, I don't think that I need school to be successful. I'm more so in school just to try to find out what I don't want to do in life. You know, mm -hmm. with school, I realized that they do shape you to be an employer, employee, not an employer. Mm -hmm. And I realize that's not what I want in my future. I want to make my own business. I want to be able to grow. And I'm not going to set limits on myself, you know. I got a, I'm getting a marketing degree, and I could work for any company, you know, making good money, making around 100K or something like that. But I don't want to settle for that. I'm going to take the risk, especially while I'm still young. I want to be – I want to make it big, you know. Mm -hmm. For me, for my family, for – Honestly, for me, more so than anything, you know, just to prove that I can, to prove that there's a greater purpose for me on this earth, mm -hmm. so I can leave my mark, you know. Yeah, I, I've I've met you. We've talked plenty of times outside of the podcast at work. We, mm -hmm. we get a little bit of brief conversation, but you've actually helped me with the editing part. Show me a few things. You've come to the studio, showed me behind the scenes. So I want to thank you for that. Definitely, man. You know, but I've seen the grind, and that's why you're on this podcast. I've seen the grind. I've seen the hustle, and you you remind me of me when I was young, mm -hmm. you know, and and I lost it I would somewhere down the road when I had kids and everything. I, I still went to work. I still, you know, did my thing. Yeah. But I needed to do something else. I, I got, I like we talked about before the show, I says, do it while you're young. Because if you're stagnant when you're young, it's just so hard to get off those knees if you never experienced it before. The I hustle. believe it, yeah. Are they going to have an online graduation for you or anything? Um, yeah, they're actually having a virtual commencement for us, which is going to take place at the later stages of this month. But I decided I wasn't going to partake in it just because it's like we have to send our own pictures in. They're going to be reading our name and it's going to be like a basically like a slideshow with just different pictures and stuff of us. And while that is cool, you know, it's like the school is trying to go out of their way for us and everything. I decided I didn't really need that. I didn't as I, said, I don't need the recognition or anything. And yeah, I'm just going to push forward, you know, try to instead of using that time for a virtual commencement, I'm going to try to start networking, finding different opportunities around me different people that can help me get to where I want to be in my life. 
Didn't you have an interview that was close by in like in like Tustin? I did actually. Yes, I had an interview recently. It was for a um, it's for it's towards marketing. It was more so for an internship, which is going to be basically me helping out with the different filming aspects of marketing, creating commercials, different advertisements, whether it be social media marketing and everything like that. And I had it for about a month or so when this whole coronavirus started taking off and kind of did kick me out of there because they had to shut down the business and everything. But I did kind of learn a lot from that month of working there, you know, just how some businesses operate. You learn like the meaning of even different colors behind advertisement. You know, McDonald's uses their red because it signifies like a happier place to be. I don't know what it is, but psychologically, smaller details can attract consumers, which is kind of interesting. So talk a little bit about how you got into marketing. Why did you want to market? Mm -hmm. You know, because... Did, did that start when you went – did you go to FGC or just went straight to Cal State? I went State? straight to Cal State. Oh, you're a lot smarter man than I did, dude. I was, I was dumber than a hey, doorknob. You saved more money than me, though. <laughs> I know. It took me like 10 years to pay off my loan, dude. Man. 15 years. But mm-hmm. it was cheap. I think I had to take loans out. So I think I was paying like 150 bucks a month. Yeah. You know, but I think I paid for like 15 years. I think it was zero interest, though. Back okay. then, it was like zero interest. I don't know what it is now. But going back – uh, what what made you did you know starting off the bat you wanted to be because usually when mm-hmm. you go in you're just going to do your general education yeah now did you know what you want to do right off the back and stuck with it um when i first went to college i was like i want to do accounting i've always been like good with numbers and math and everything like especially in high school and stuff i took like i started eighth grade taking geometry algebra two it's like all those maths you're supposed to take freshman and sophomore year in high school um so i was like you know what i'm pretty good with numbers let me stick with it and then after my first two accounting classes in college i was just like this isn't for me you know it's like you're gonna make good money being an accountant but i'm not for a desk job i like to go out and talk to people branch out a little bit Uh and after researching i found out that's kind of what marketing it marketing is and everything you know so i was um in high school i did digital film which is like making tv broadcasts for the school Mm-hmm. And I really liked that, you know, the filming aspect of different things, throwing on different. I was in ASB, too. So we had like a whole bunch of different events going on and just trying to advertise for these different events that we had do, we were doing. And I looked into marketing, different advertising things that advertisements that are marketing, different social media marketing strategies like Instagram, how companies use those. And I thought this might be for me, you know, so took a few marketing classes. One of my favorite classes I did take was. It's called marketing development strategies. So basically what you do is your teacher will give you a case that a big company was facing. Like for me, my first one was working with Pedigree. And it was how do they advance their sales with different companies like Purina. Walmart has their own brand of food and everything. How do they they basically form a competitive advantage over their competitors in order to get their name out and say, hey, we're better than them? Because the yellow tags and everything was 98 cents. That's what I'm saying, right? It's like you have to think what strategies and marketing people think is more advertising there's so many different things you got to oh. come up with a price you got to come up with the bad colors it's just a whole oh, when i go into albertson's i look for that bigger tag because that's <laughs> when you know it's a sale yes sir and then i have the app on on albertson's where like my wife she'll be shopping in albertson's mm-hmm. and i'm working and she'll she's picking up steaks and all this stuff and i and i have the app on my phone yeah and she could type in my number but i have the app where i can look at and see what's on sale and she'll tell me what she bought and I could see, or what she's gonna buy, and I'll click on everything. <laughs> Even at the bottom, they have their weekly specials where it's ten dollars off, mm-hmm. at over like a hundred dollars or more, or something like that. And that goes a long way. Exactly. And I would click that, and so 
she would when she type in my number, she'd still get that discount. That's pretty dope. You know what I mean? Because she doesn't have the app, and some people are just saying, ain't with savvy with the phone. Exactly. I'm yeah. not really savvy with the phone. I didn't get real savvy with the laptop or anything until I started practicing. Mm-hmm. But back in my college days, I built my own computers. Yeah. You know, I used to build my own computers, and we game and all that. But then over so many years, the technology is constantly changing. Exactly. As, yeah. As far as the technology that's changing, is marketing constantly changing? I mean, because. Mm-hmm. Would Albertsons change that yellow tag and make it a red tag? Because I know the red tag means it's they're going to throw it away if you don't buy yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I think that it honestly, it's always changing. You have to adapt it to future times and everything. Like, if you think about it, there's so many generations alive because people are living longer. You have the uh, baby boomers, you have the Gen Z, you have millennials and everything like that. You have to market to different people for different things, you know? It's like my grandparents, they're not going to be able to look on their phone and see deals like you said that you are and everything. So you have to market to them, you know, put it in newspapers, whether it be like AARP or just even TV shows, different commercials and stuff. But when you're going to people that are my age, like 23 and younger, you know, we're on our phone all day. You mm-hmm. have to put it in an advertisement, like a quick, maybe even 10 second advertisement on Twitter or Instagram. And the thing is with people, like our, my millennials and younger, we're always on the go. We're moving. We, that's why they made fast food restaurants, because people are on the go. It's America. You know, we're busy. They've made different advertisements short and sweet to get straight to the point because they want us to be able to look at that and basically have, not have it affect the, our daily lives. You know, they don't want us to sit there for like 30 seconds when watching a video. We're going to click swipe right Everything past Everything is it. like short, 10 seconds. Exactly. 10 seconds. Exactly. Now, is that, is that, has that, would that be considered good or bad? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because we're constantly just on the go, on the go, information, information. Yeah. I think it's, both. I think it just depends where you are in your life. And for me, I had to take some time because I have been like on the go. I've been trying to grind out this past year where I had to take some time off work even to like get past school, try to build my network. I've been working on my LinkedIn, trying to get that to top notch and everything, mm-hmm. reaching out to different people. But I had to have a moment where I just kind of sat there and I was like, take a moment and look at everything you've done so far mm-hmm. and just recognize it, you know, mm-hmm. give my, give me myself recognition on that. Like, I've done all this work just because I was so focused. Let me take a moment to just sit here, breathe and relax and take it in, you know? And I think sometimes when you, once you're able to take a step back, slow down for a little bit, you're able to see, get a clearer picture of where you want to go and mm. even remind yourself where you want to go. I, I, I tend to look at it as like a race, right? There's yeah. two different types of races that I'll, I'll say. There's the sprint mm-hmm. and there's, there's the marathon, right? On the sprint, you could go so fast for a short period and then you stop and then it got to different places. Right. Mm-hmm. And the marathon, there's more people you can sprint out to a certain section yeah. and get above, get away from the crowd and then, and just be just, and then you get a chance to relax a bit and then, but you're still, it's a, you're still in the race. Yes, sir. You know? So I tend to look at, at life like that. You know what I mean? I it's like, so, so you, your mood, your, your, you're out there, right? You, you're, you're swimming or you're running this marathon and, and you're getting to that point where like, okay, the crowd, you know, the, the crowd of the 24 year olds or however old you are, the people that are stagnant and they ain't doing anything, you know, just, just bullshit, you know? Mm-hmm. And you, you're at the point now where you're like, Hey, I'm about to graduate. I got my LinkedIn hooked up. I got the, and I'm going to slow it down a bit not stop but you're just gonna take a breather which which i think yeah. is good i think we all need breathers every once in a while i agree i need a breather when i'm at work man work is crazy right now <laughs> you know what i mean so you got any plans when you when you graduate man for me it's like 
for when I graduate, I wanted to take a vacation. I had some tickets and set to go to Hawaii with my girlfriend, but that kind of fell off with all the stuff going on. So I honestly, I'm just using this whole time right now just to try to build my own business. I'm trying to open up my own consultant firm and I'm going to start small, you know, kind of focus on building just even a customer base, client base where I do help out local restaurants and everything in. I'm going to do the work for free, just kind of get my client base up, get some experience because there is trial and error. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give people advice because that's all consulting is, giving them my advice. And some people are going to take it. Some people aren't going to take it. But nevertheless, I get to know what does succeed for me. Mm -hmm. What do companies want? What do the customers that are going to the companies want? And kind of just going with the flow. My first series for the consulting business is going to be how to have your how to help your business survive during corona mm-hmm. and then my next one after that once this is all over is how to help your company grow after corona so i like, I like how you you plan ahead yeah you know you, you gotta have like like a, on the last podcast mm-hmm. i didn't get to advertise i mean not advertise but i didn't get to put it out there because of, of the microphone issues but one thing i said was um oh yeah that's what i talked about mm-hmm. i was talking to him about you got to have what's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? Yeah. You know, what? what is your plan? Especially if they were starting a podcast. So I'm like, what's your guys' plan? You got to have a plan. Me, my my short-term plan, just, just talk about the podcast alone, Yeah, is that from advice that I got from other podcasters, it says do it for a year. Do it for a year. And after that year, you'll figure out if it's for a year or not. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm more than halfway there. And I've been practicing on doing, you know, staying humble and staying focused and doing one podcast a week. Now, you know, which is comfortable for me. I've done two podcasts a week. I would love to do two podcasts a week. But because of everything that's happened, I had to just focus on work, you know, focus on my health, my family. And then say, hey, dude, I got to get in here and do a podcast, dude, because now I'm even more stressed out. I don't know what's going on. I hear I've had people on the podcast. I've told me different different sides of the story. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. So going back to Chase, though, yeah, you working at Chase? How many years have you worked at Chase for? I've been there for two years. Uh, beginning of April is my second year mark. Now, that's got to be experience for you because just like me as UPS, I get to talk to a lot of different people. It is, yeah, and so. Do you, have you gotten connect? You obviously got connections mm-hmm. and you've gotten some mentors out of there. I know for sure. Oh yeah, right? definitely. Talk a little yeah. bit about that. You meet a lot of people there that you get to like really, that even talk to you about like different businesses that they have. You know, you meet a whole bunch of people that have like, let's say $10 in their bank account. Then you meet millionaires in there too. And the thing that's cool to me is that everybody does have a story onto how they ended up where they are. You know, mm-hmm. I've met different people that told me that, they ended up with like seven kids. They're paying so much child support. Like their knees are buried in it, you know? So that's their whole paycheck. At, it least, goes he's paying, that. at least he's I handling know, huh? it. I know a lot of people that don't. Me too. I've met so many there too that don't pay. They have people that come in with like court orders saying to freeze their accounts because they aren't paying child support. Just different things, Whoa. you know? Accounts get frozen. Then you have these people that have a lot of money that are giving me life advice. Like there's this one guy, his name is Mark. And he's been telling me like from the beginning of time, like, Buy a house while you're young. You is know? he a business owner? Business owner. He has so much real estate around, like, not only California, but around look the country. Like? A white guy, orange hair. Yeah, got, I know you've seen does him Does he before. wear glasses? All the time. Yeah. He's his old <laughs> business right up the street? Mm-hmm. I know who he is. Yes, I've been trying to get him on the podcast. Really? He does yeah. the spray paint. He spray paint. He does yeah. the 3D printing. Yes, sir. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> he follows me on IG. Shout out to Mark. I know he lives. He goes, I've been tuning in to your podcast. Mm-hmm. He's a motorcycle driver. Uh, he rides motorcycles. Really? So I yeah. told him I used to ride a Suzuki, uh, a Jixer, back in my college days at Cal State Fullerton. 
And so he knows where they do uh, you do test rides on uh, different like Indian, um, Suzuki, Yamaha, Ducati, and mm-hmm. you could go on. You could drive the bikes. You just gotta have a motorcycle's That's license. The, I love Ducati so and much. And he, uh, we were supposed to go a few times, and then I was trying to get him on the podcast mm-hmm. when this COVID started. And he goes, "Hey, let's just wait for it to chill down." But he's been listening. Shout out to Mark. Yeah, Mark's dude, the that's homie. funny, dude. <laughs> yeah, love that no. dude. I didn't know. I, yeah, he's he's a humble dude. He hit me up on IG the other day, um, on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Mark, man. Damn, yeah, he's gonna come on the podcast too. But yeah, but guys dope. like that are gonna give you good advice. Exactly. He's even saying like, make sure you buy your like, first house like while you're young, because first time buyer like a lot. I didn't know this at all. First time buyer, you're only charged a three point five percent interest rate on a house. So I'm thinking, okay, if I only have to pay a certain amount on my first house, let's say I put down. $20,000 on it. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to live there. I could still live at my apartment that mm-hmm. I'm currently at, mm-hmm. but I can rent out that house, charge maybe six, $700 more and make that money for myself. College then, students. Exactly. You know me going to college, uh, put a couple notes up. Exactly. You know, put them be, on the polls. Yeah. Parents are going to pay anything for their kid to like live mm-hmm. close to campus. So it's like, however much I want to charge, like even my unit, there's, um, I live in a condominium and I pay around 1900 a month for it for a three bedroom. Uh, same exact replica of it. So many other buildings across the street from me, same exact model, same replica of it, are paying twenty five, twenty six hundred for that for the for their condo. So it's like that's expensive. It's so expensive, but people are paying for it. Like there's a lot of competition with getting these because it's within walking distance from the school. Saves you two hundred dollars for a parking pass. Saves you gas and everything like that. So when you think about it, you're probably saving the same amount. You know. Has this affected you with, with, with you guys not being able to go on campus? Don't you wish oh. you could walk it one more time? Yeah. So it's up to the females and <laughs> it's the homies. Crazy. Yeah, there's a honestly not now. My girlfriend might listen in. So no, baby, I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's crazy. It's like all my friends that I met there within my four years of being on campus. You know, you meet a lot of people that are cool people you hang out with. And when you're at a certain major, you have a whole bunch of classes with the same people. Mm-hmm. And so it cu- does kind of suck not being able to see them in class, especially because it was super sudden. They just said, we got an email one time at two, uh, around like 150. It was saying like, uh, classes are going to resume per normal. You don't have to come to class if you don't feel comfortable because of Corona. Yeah, I remember that. Two o'clock, it's like all classes for the rest of the semester is canceled. Mm-hmm. And so it's just out of nowhere, you know, you, no one's really knowing what to do or anything like that. So, it did suck not being able to see the same people on campus, but mm-hmm. if you know, it's like I can I call it weekend friends, weekday friends. You know, mm-hmm. people at school are my weekday friends. I get to see them on campus, talk to them, get lunch mm-hmm. with them or something. Mm-hmm. But the real people I want to be associated with are my weekend friends. You know, the people that I could talk to outside of school. And and those people, do they go to your school or is this another network? Both um, friends from back home. I'm from Rancho Cucamonga, so okay. a lot of friends out there. Then people I've met on campus. Shout out to Day group. Day. Yes, sir. <laughs> And you know he opened up a barbecue spot in uh, Pomona? Day Day's Barbecue from really? uh, from Friday, yeah. Who did? Mike Epps? Yep. Really? So good. Really? You got to try it out, I'm man. I'm to try it out. Shout out Day Day's Barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> I heard they were supposed to make a, a new uh, Friday. Yes, sir. I heard that, too. So I rumored, um, dude, DC Young Fly is a comedian supposed to be in it, too. And he's hilarious if you've never seen him or anything like that. Dude, it's comedy. What are you doing on your downtime right now? Um, mm-hmm. You know, on the weekends. What, what do you like to do if you're not studying? Yeah. Um, when I'm not studying, I like to, I like to dirt bike ride. It's been something I've been picking up recently. It's been pretty dope, you know, go out to the desert up in like the Victorville area and ride for a few hours. This helps clear my mind. And when I'm not doing that, I like to pick up different hobbies. Like I picked up boxing recently, just more so just bought a pair of gloves, pads, and me and my girlfriend were just like, put the gloves on and everything. I hover at the pad a few times. And then same thing with her. I have her switch off with me. And then 
one of my roommates does martial arts, so I'll like train with him a little bit. So just more so just being physically active because I don't want to get fat after all this. You know, I've been eating a lot, so trying to save my thin form. How has it been, you know, talking about you going to the class and all of a sudden it just erupted?ly ended? Mm-hmm. Do you think that affected how you're going to graduate, you know, as finishing strong and studying a different way? Did you have to change your studying habits yeah. and anything like that? It was so hard, man, like That's just keeping yourself crazy, humble, dude. you know, because once you are not in school anymore, teachers give you assigned reading for you to do at home, and you guys are going to discuss it on Zoom, so it's like, for me, I didn't keep up with the reading at all. You know, it's like that's really a lot of self-discipline right there. And I didn't have it in me. I had to like I was reading as a teacher would teach and just give like bullshit responses, basically trying to say trying to act like I did re- do the reading, even though I didn't. And I kind of do wish that I did keep up with what the teacher was teaching, because when you get to your upper division classes, it's all towards your major and it's all to benefit you in the end. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't keep that discipline on me. I was like, I could stay up late, play Xbox. I could stay up. Just do whatever I wanted to in. What are you playing right now on Xbox? 2K is my life. 2K and Madden, <laughs> I'm untouchable. Really? I'm nice with the sticks. I challenge you, but I got a PS4. And I haven't. Hey. I, ha- I handed the <laughs> reins to my son. He plays video games now. I, I just I just grew out of it. Yeah. I know I know people that are my age that just, they, they gamers, you know? They mm-hmm. get home and game. I, I used to watch, go over to the homies pad after work when I first started driving at UPS. And I would just sit there and just watch the dude play, uh, I think he was playing uh, Warcraft. Yeah. World of Warcraft, whatever. And I would just sit there watching them drinking beers, you know? It's entertaining. And you know? uh, my and my thing right now is barbecuing and putting music on. <laughs> barbecuing and put, ever since this COVID started, I mean, even before that, it, it's barbecuing. And, I, and then, to be honest with you, I'm kind of sick of it now, dude. <laughs> I want to go on a barbecue, but I go, fuck, I've barbecued everything I possibly can. Hey, we need to have a rib cook-off, too. I think I'm nice oh, on the Oh, I suck, dude. I <laughs> fucked those up, dude. Did you really? see the picture on IG? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know oh, you're talking about. I fucked about. those up, bro. I fucked those up. I, the thing is with me is I'm impatient. Obviously, yeah. when I do the podcast and I start it, I'm amped up, right? And I'm I'm going a million miles an hour just because my my mind's just racing. It's going racing, and so I have a beer to to slow me down, to slow everything down. Mm-hmm. Because if not, I'll talk all fast, and then I'll look down. And I'm like, fuck! I felt like I've been talking for thirty minutes, and it's only been ten minutes. I'm like, oh shit! But anyways, yeah, those ribs came out shitty, dude. I didn't let them rest long enough. Yeah. And, and that's the problem is you got to let them rest for a couple hours. A customer of mine told me, uh, they're like, just do it again. And I was like, no, it's like, it's like six hours, man. It's a lot of work. Well, what do you do for your ribs? Tell me your, your recipe. If you don't want, um, if you don't mind. Nah, I'll give you a little, a little info on it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I want you copying it and selling them on UPS <laughs> yeah. out your truck. Um, <laughs> what I like to do is like, so first I'll like do seasoning. I usually like to season it. I'll pick it up in the morning around like eight, nine a.m. Season it, put like the Worcester sauce on there and everything. Just let it like marinate for a minute. Um, after that, I like to use charcoal grills over electric grills personally. I just mm-hmm. like the flavor. I'll put like the wood chucks on there too. I like. I don't know why I like that. It's like there's apple chucks or whatever. I forgot what it's called, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it adds cherry like a little, wood. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. So it's pretty dope. I like to put those on there, and then once I once the grill look gets all nice and everything, set the ribs on there, cook it for a little while. Honestly, I don't really have like a set time what for it. What kind of grill are you? What are you using? An egg? Um, honestly, I have no idea the different grill types. I got mine from Home Depot. Okay. I was like, let me get like this little cheapy well, one. You got the grills of propane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you got buy the ones with the propane, you don't have to use a propane. You yeah. can put charcoal in it. Oh, oven. really? Yeah. The problem is you got to get a good barbecue because if not, it's going to burn, get so hot, it's going to fuck up that cheap ass Chinese metal. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. 
so it's not an electric grill. Yeah, it's, it's just it's a straight just a charcoal, charcoal grill. Yeah, it's probably like a big Weber or something. Yeah, I think so. I think it had a it's like a red one. I think it said Weber on the box. I can't remember, but it gets the job done for me. And that's all I really need, you know. I have like five different types of barbecues, Dang. dude. I have a propane one mm-hmm. and that's for like big fourth of july parties that i'm throwing actually i'm throwing a big party this year hey. i was planning on it yeah. anyways because my daughter was going to graduate high school Congrats my son that, was going to graduate sixth grade going to junior high and then i was going to be 40 mm-hmm. in, in august i'll be 40 in august so it's a lot i was going to do a big <laughs> yeah a lot of milestones so we usually uh, fourth of july is my day it's my christmas i mm-hmm. love to light fireworks i fucking you know i'll light up the whole the whole fullerton <laughs> block dude and so every year I've grown, I've gotten bigger yeah. with, with, with my setups and everything. And so uh, this was the year we were going to do at the house. And so I got a big barbecue. I got a big propane barbecue that I would do burgers, hot dogs. Mm-hmm. And then I have a kind of like an egg looking smoker, yeah. which which is pretty, it's pretty okay. And then um, I have a, a Weber that that's, I use, I can use real quick. If I want a quick couple hamburgers, I take that camping with me. And then I have, uh, um, I just got an electric smoker. It's probably like a year old. So I've been starting to smoke. I smoked a couple. I've been smoking a lot, you know. Yeah. And what I've learned, it, and it, it's patience. And for me, it's like I want everything quick. I'm like, I don't know what it is with me. I'm just upstrong. I think it's my job, dude, because I'm always on the go. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't get it. I, I mean, don't know I, how to use I don't a smoker. Ever... So props to you for even trying to learn. Well, you're cooking hard. ribs. I mean, you're you're hey. smoking ribs. What That's I, smoking. Yeah. What I do, I like to do that, and I'll put it in the oven after a little bit. Like keep the oven low at like 300, and just keep it in there for a minute. I like to put the barbecue sauce on it, let it like glaze on there. So, props to you on that, though. So that just... smokers are difficult. So you just, but charcoal is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like the same thing, you know. Uh, I just use pellets. Okay. Yeah, I use pellets. It's pellets, and then it's a, it's a knob. You set the temperature. Okay. And so it's constantly feeding the, the wood pellets. Yeah. It's just a different way of smoking, but you're smoking with charcoal. Mm-hmm. You know, you're smoking with the wood chips. So how long do you cook the ribs for? They're usually on there for about like two and a half three hours and then i'll put it in the oven for another like hour or so so yeah it's usually done within three and a half hours pretty tender too so so check this out if you're around july 4th come to the pad dude it's gonna be i'm just gonna throw a party i don't care i know they said (laughs) they did and that's what pissed me off they extended the lockdown to august 1st Mm -hmm. and driving over here i'm like you know what dude i'm still gonna throw a fucking july 4th party dude i don't care you know what i mean i'll throw a goddamn mortar at the cops (laughs) you know what i mean i get the fuck out of here dude this is bullshit man so yeah, you should come, man. Bring some ribs, and we'll we'll have a little rib cook off. I'm down for that. Um, there's probably gonna be a lot of people there, mm-hmm. but your family, dude. So you'll have I'll have a seat, a table set for you and your lady. And no, I really do appreciate that. Homies, and it'll be a good time, man. Um, I'll bring the drinks. Oh, watch everybody's gonna show up now. Dude. I know they say open invite. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's gonna be crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm planning on doing that. What do you think about them extending this August now? Why don't mm-hmm. you just say I, I said before a couple podcasts before I said eighteen month yeah and they and remember they said it was gonna be two weeks yeah and we'll be back in it and we're what three months three in months, now man. It's been and crazy. now now we gotta go to August mm-hmm. how do you feel about that man man you can't because obviously you like to work out and go to the gym and yeah. stuff it sucks I've been trying to like I'm impatient but I think that's more so because they keep telling us it's gonna end at a certain time than extending it you know I feel like if they told me straight up say said straight up front it'll be like six months or whatever i would have been perfectly fine with it but i've been feeling like really antsy and honestly like it's bad but i've been like risking it a little more where i'll go to the beach like 6 a.m and just get a morning workout running in the sand but i don't like to like do what people are doing like just stay there and start tanning whatever because i'm black first off i don't need to tan (laughs) but like too it's like 
I like to get the workouts in. Did you see the ocean? Uh, yeah, they got that those organisms the, in there. Yeah, that the blue waves up. and stuff. Yeah, that's have pretty you, dope. Have you had a chance to go down there and see it? I didn't see it, but I had some friends put pictures up, and I was like, I want to do it. But then it's like also at the same time, I don't want to be a part of the problem with like a whole bunch of people going to the beach and everything. Like, one of my buddies, he was on the podcast. Shout out to Freddie Morales. He uh, he took a picture, and I didn't know. I, I you know I don't I try not to watch the news mm-hmm. or anything like. Anything that's just gonna upset me yeah, more. Yeah, depressing stuff. Yeah, so I try to stay off of that. And I see he posted a picture of some little wave, and I was like, "Oh, cool! He's at the beach." You know what I mean? But he he was taking picture, I guess, because he's got a Boost Mobile phone. He works for <laughs> T Mobile. I don't know what it was, but I was like, "Man, what do you, what kind of camera do you use?" Yeah, because he, I didn't I didn't notice it at the time, and then when I seen it a couple of days later that there were some organisms that are you know, turning the water blue at night. That's when I was like, oh, that's what he was trying to take a picture of. <laughs> I thought he was just trying to take a picture that he was at the beach. Yeah, it's that Boost Mobile, man. You got to switch, Freddie. I don't know you, but... <laughs> no, he works with T-Mobile, too. Yeah. You got to switch that T-Mobile, bro. Uh, <laughs> Get damn. some AT&T. My girlfriend works there. I can give you her card. <laughs> we always uh, make fun of people, like, when they... When they send the picture, I'm like, dude, what kind of phone you got? Boost Mobile? Was that Cricket? Got a Samsung? Like, Yeah, dude. Like, come on now, man. We're in 2020, dude. Mm-hmm. But then again, you say 2020 and we're over here fucking in quarantine, you know, because of this COVID. <laughs> yeah. So how are your friends take it, taking this, man? How, how are you guys dealing with the COVID? It's pretty cool because I live with, like, some of my friends. So it's dope. I have some friends that live at home and they're going crazy over it because, like, their mom's on their ass over everything. Like, clean the house. Don't just sit around. Just do this. But... Also, don't go out because is you everybody can't be out. is there all their parents? Li- are you guys all local boys, or some of them um, from out of state? So all of us were. I, I'm from Rancho. My two roommates are from like Elsinore, so okay. It's like we're all pretty within the same area. And one of my roommates I've known, honestly, it's kind of crazy. One of my best friends from high school, middle school, grew up with one of my roommates from Elsinore because their his dad was his dad's. Uh, my was my friend, roommate's dad's uh, best man in his wedding. So it's like, man, we've had so many different connections and different ties and stuff. It's like, I know I've seen you at a party before when I was younger, whether it be like at Chuck E. Cheese or whatever it was, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's like pretty dope just like having that connection and going back. So I've known them for the past four or five years at least, and we got to know each other really well. So it's like pretty dope. We're able to hang out. People I hang out with normally, so So it's like the same thing. So you got a support group. Exactly, yeah. But I have some other friends that stay at home, like in Rancho or... Even friends that live at home, like, out here in this area, and they're mm-hmm. just saying it's so boring. Like, they even ask us, hey, what are you guys doing? Like, can I come over for a little bit just to get out of my house? And, and, and you guys cool with that? Yeah, we are. Um, Started like, lighting up a bit. Exactly. In the beginning, everybody was tight. Yeah, huh? I was like, nah, stay home. Like, don't come near me. We don't me. know. Yeah, yeah. We, don't, we don't know what it was. Took two weeks off work, too. I was like, I'm not going to risk it. You really? Know? You took yeah. two weeks off, too? I was oh, like, yeah. I'm not going to risk it at all. Shit, dude. No, we was in the front lines, dude. Yeah, I was like, people need their medicine. Yeah. You know, like, everybody knows me. I don't work. You know yeah. what I mean? I take a few days off. I'm, I'm in charge of my life, dude. I'm not sh- I'm not stricking the bills and anything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I learned in 2008 when I when my, the economy crashed and I lost my first house. You know, I, I was upset about it, and I learned from it. I grew from it. And so I learned just grow and, and, and not be tied to fucking big mortgages and yeah. stuff like that. And. And so uh, my kids are good. My family's good. When this happened, it was almost like I knew something was going to happen. I just didn't know it was going to be a virus Yeah. as such. You know, I'm in a place right now where I'm in control of my life. That's and, good. I, and I feel great about that because obviously people who've listened to this podcast know I wasn't in control of my life. I was all over the place. And I wasn't sta- I was stagnant, but then I wasn't stagnant. 
stagnant in the wrong place. So I had to reverse everything and come back from that pit and, and, and change things around. So Yeah, there's a quote of mine. It's one of my favorites. Um, my grandpa always tells me this. He's like, whenever you fail to prepare, you're preparing to fail. And that like really hit me. It sounds like exactly what you're saying. You know, you took the first crash in 2008 and you, you learn from it. There's two types of people, those that learn from it and those that get bitter because of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So you could have easily been mad at everything, but you took that information that you learned from losing your first house, as you're saying, and mm-hmm. grew from the situation. And now you're pre- you're prepared for this. You oh, don't have yeah. to go to work. I'm, you're able I'm, to take time I'm off. A, I'm in know? position to buy property again. Exactly. I'm just figuring out where I want to live. Yeah. Um, my retirement's good. My finances are good. And, and I had to learn. You know, I had to learn. I had to learn the hard way. I went through some tough times, but mm-hmm. everybody's going through it, man. You know, I'm still going through it. I got anxiety. Yeah. Lately, I've just been, it's just because I, I, the problem is, is I'm out there. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how a person's acting when I come up to them with, with a mask on to give them their package or I'm walking by or something. Not, not saying outside of work, when I'm working, because when I'm outside of work, you know, I just where everybody's to themselves. But when, when I'm working, I got to deal with customers and go to their homes. Yeah. Some people come up to me, you know, with no masks. Some people, you know, tell me leave it on the sidewalk. And mm-hmm. sometimes kids come up to me, and it's it's been nerve wracking. It's been it's it's caused my anxiety to go because I I don't know what people are thinking yeah. anymore. And you working for Chase, you you got to totally understand because even when I go in there. You guys, it's so. You guys are busy on Fridays, Mondays, or <laughs> your busy times. And, yeah. And the lines out the door now. Everyone's spaced out. And I walked in there with. I didn't. Ha- I got a new mask now. Mm-hmm. But I have. I was wearing a brown bandana, and I walked into the bank, and this old dude tapped me on the shoulder, and he said, "Son, did you ever think you'd wear a, wear a bandana into a bank?" <laughs> and I and I was such in a hurry, and I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." And I, I brushed. And I got to my car, and I had to settle down, and. And I had to laugh. I go, fuck, he's right. Because I walk in there, I was like, didn't you see me? Yeah. He'd be like, hey, I got you, big dog. Or sometimes you, before all this happened, you guys be out the door handing me this Walking stuff. Walking into you. What do you even need to go inside? And and so you being there, it, you got to see what what's your what's your side, what's your perspective on, on it? Mm-hmm. I think that, honestly, this time has made so many people just, like, angry. There's, a, there's the role, like, the tellers, people that work on the teller line, which is what I am. But I've been taking, like, the job of the task of, like, being in the front, like, directing people where to go because you get yelled at so much at that position. I've been getting people cussing at me because Chase is trying to, like, limit our exposure as well as the customers where you have to make an appointment to speak to a banker. And so many people get upset with me about that. And I'm like, you know what? I know you're frustrated, but at the same time, we're worried about our safety, too. And I know you need your money. But if you were to just wait a few minutes or make an appointment, you know, we could take care of you. It does suck. I've been having so many customers like yell at me, cuss at me. There was one lady that said she needed to open an account by Friday. And I was like, we don't have an appointment until next week. But if we have any cancellations, I'll go out of my way personally to make sure I give you a phone call. And we can like see if we can get you in maybe this was Tuesday. So I told we can get you in maybe Wednesday or Thursday. And she goes, no, I need it done today. And I was like, you said you need it by Friday. And she started yelling at me. She goes, well, I tell you, no, I need it today and everything. Like, just cussing at me and everything. What was she? Asian? White. Oh. Yeah. So I was just like, She's... yeah, we called them Karen. So. You call them Karen? Yeah, yeah. right. Karen. <laughs> A fucking Karen. Man. So I just told what? her, I was like, honestly, if you're going to be going yelling at me and stuff like this, I'm not going to help you. Like, it's not in my job description to be cussed out at. And she was like, go get your manager. And I was like, no, I'm not going to get him. Like, he's going to tell you the same exact thing. So you can either calm down and I can help you. Or you can, like, go out the store, you know, find another chase or something like that. 
and she threatened to close her business account. She said she has so much money with us and everything. And it's like at this point, I don't care. It doesn't affect my pockets. She looked like a stripper. <laughs> nah, not a dog. She looked like a, a Karen. yeah. She looked like Karen. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she had a little Jerry Curl, Michael Jackson looking one, Prince. So why? Are they, who's opening up new accounts now? I mean, what, who's Man. Uh, during this time? Who's opening up accounts? You get business accounts because they want their uh, their PPP loans, the SBA loans and stuff. You get those people. You get other people that are getting like their stimulus checks and stuff, and they want to open an account so that they can cash it. But it's like they don't know if you have a stimulus check and you don't have a bank account or you have it for another bank, you could take it to any bank. They've already gotten into contact with us. Like, take your checks here. You can cash it. You don't have to worry about any fees or anything. Why do you think they want to cash it for? Because they owe money? Owe money. um, They don't want the government to keep track of what they got. I don't know. It's just different reasons. But it's like... I don't know. <laughs> did you get a stimulus check? I did. Took advantage of it. I um took the, I put five hundred of it in my savings account. Mm-hmm. Other seven hundred into the stock market. Just wow. keep it flowing, you know. Kind of. What kind of stock do you buy? Honestly, what I'm doing now is I'm doing a lot of uh, penny stocks and stuff because okay. I don't want to spend too much money. But once I got the stimulus check, I was like, you know what? I have a little extra money to my leeway. I bought seven shares of Disney because Disney was at like a ninety-five dollars and. You know, once everything grows, it's going to go way back up against, like, the 140 it was at. Mm-hmm. And I know 7 isn't a lot, but it's a start for me. And I'm like, I picked up the stocks in February, like, late February before this whole thing took off. Mm-hmm. And I'm you just trying to learn as I go, you know. They're going to be closed until two, 2021. Yeah, through I heard 2020. that. Yeah, do you hear about that? Yeah. It's going to, the stock's probably going to go down a little bit lower. Oh, yeah. They, they're going to come back, they're going to come back strong. But Exactly. They're going to take over. You, you know, know, the it, it's it's going to be a long road, man. Mm-hmm. I heard they're putting in another stimulus check, dude. Yeah. I mean, another stimulus package. What do you think about that as far as the economy? And, and, it's and gonna, <laughs> I think it's dope because this time it's going to be 1200 per person in the household for a maximum of, I think it was 6000 mm-hmm. But um, I honestly, I'm just worried about the taxes that are, that are going to come from it because mm-hmm. it's like, they're not going to tax the wealthy more. They're not going to tax businesses more or anything like that. It's going to have to come from, like, everybody. And I think the middle class and lower class people are going to be affected the most by it. And it's like the government took out $3 trillion the first one. They're about to take out another $3 trillion. Where but are they going to get that money isn't from? That, isn't that crazy trillion? Yeah. We're talking about trillion. I was talking about billions or millions. We're talking about trillions crazy. of dollars. And one thing that upsets me personally is like who's gonna pay that back exactly we haven't even been paying anything we just keep printing out money dude mm-hmm. and the fact that we don't have gold back in it we're just printing out fucking paper yeah are you scared of that you know obviously you're in college and and, and you you're smart enough to realize that what do you think um kendrick lamar my favorite artist has a song called how much a dollar really costs you know mm-hmm. and it's just telling me right now it's like the dollar the dollar is going to drop it's going to diminish basically and i know that i don't know if you've like listening but like bill gates he recently resigned from i think it was either the bill gates foundation or microsoft as the ceo he stepped down because he's trying to implement i think he's he uh resigned from microsoft as the ceo mm. he's trying to like put into implement a plan called like the global citizen where he's like really advocating for like one form of currency for like the whole world whether it be yeah. us adopting to euros or anything like that I think that's honestly going to be the next step that does come from this. You know, it's like, I think the government's going to try to get more control off of all of this that is They're happening. Gonna say, we'll wipe your debt clearing. Yeah. But we all got to go to this, the one world currency. Exactly. And that's just going to be the start of it. You know, it's like, but, you, but for you to be able to do that, we're all going to have to get a vaccine for the stupid COVID. Exactly. And you don't know how long that's going to take, or even if there is one right now, you know, there was a guy, um, in Pittsburgh, I believe it was, an Asian scientist who got killed. He said that he was close to finding a cure. 
got murdered on the street. A couple of them, right? Yeah, it's crazy. It's like it's like whoever's doing this, whether it be a higher up person or whatever, they're just open about it now, you know? Mm-hmm. They don't even care who knows. They're just like, all right, you can't do anything about it. So, Are you nervous when you're at work? And, and like, obviously, you guys are work doing proper procedures. Even mm-hmm. me, when I go in there, I'm trying to find somewhere to stand. I was yeah. like, I got to stand somewhere. Because... I used to be able to just walk up. So, you know, obviously, I don't want to go walk up right up to the teller where someone's putting their PIN number in. Mm-hmm. I try to just get visible so yeah, you guys can see, see you, you walk know? up yeah. to you. And now it's like I have to tell someone, whoever's there, I was like, hey, can you get the bag? Because I, I don't want to walk up there. There's no space. Yeah. Are you nervous about, do you know anybody that's got COVID? There was a lady uh, two weeks ago or so. She came into our bank. She goes, she's just like talking like, yeah, I had COVID, but I, I overcame it. Just kind of bragging about it. Mm-hmm. And then she was talking about how her daughter has it now and her daughter's been getting quarantined at the house or something because she said that she thinks her daughter has it. They don't want to take her to the doctor, though, because she has really bad anxiety and they don't want her anxiety to go off being alone. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, I understand that you do need money, but at the same time, like, don't come to the bank. If, you know, like, someone in your house has it, mm-hmm. you had it. Because just look, think about the risk that you are. She had on, She had on a mask and everything, too, but it's like, at the same time, Let's say you were ha- you put the mask on in the car, you know, you're messing with your hands and everything, yeah, touching you, yeah, stuff. Yeah, if you know you have it, you know, you, you got to quarantine yourself. Exactly. Because that, that's why that's why we're still curfews extended, mm-hmm. you know, till August. And it, am I scared to get it? At first, I, I wasn't. I'm like, you know what? This is a hoax. But then from interviewing certain people and, and talking to people behind the scenes, it is something that that's nasty yeah you know it's something that can take your life it's not just the flu saying that you know when when people start don't don't feel well they got anxiety like oh it's my lungs like i can't breathe and it's almost like they're making you want to feel like this because my sister she went she got checked because some guy she works at a doctor's office Mm -hmm. and she works for many different doctors one of them is a gastrologist and the guy comes in a patient and she's in charge of obviously they're doing the masks and everything Mm -hmm. and he has to take his mask off he's touching doorknobs and and she has to give him medicine and stuff like this leaves and a couple hours later he calls back and he says hey i just want to let you guys know i was diagnosed with covid a couple days ago and so my sister was the one dealing with them and she ended up getting sick she was having trouble breathing she went to the emergency took the test they all came back negative you know what I mean? That, yeah. But like you start getting scared and it's almost like you start thinking those symptoms and they, and they tend to come upon you. Mm-hmm. So me, is it real? It's real. I didn't feel good. I I, I think it's because I've been tired with work. I got mm-hmm. two days of work to work and I've been nervous, anxiety because I'm like, dude, I, I, I got to go out. I got to go have a beer after work and just sit there by myself. The, yeah. my, my routine after work, everyone used to be a lot, not as much anymore, even before this. But I'd go to the bar and I'd hang out. I'd sit there at the bar and I'd relax. And I wouldn't talk to anybody, even though I've met everyone. It's like cheers, right? Yeah. It's like going to a cheers bar. And I would sit there for an hour, just lost in my own thoughts, unwinding from the day. And then I would talk to someone, see how they're doing for the day. I haven't been able to do that. And so I I, I got anxiety and and uh, just just worn out from work, dude, and, and, and burned out. So the, my question is, this is just food for thought. or mm-hmm. what What's going through my mind is... When you got when you get it, are you gonna know you have it? Are you gonna be like, hey man, I got fucking something and it's mm-hmm. bad? 
And are you going to be able to tell or be like, oh, man, you know, I'm just worn out. I'm stressed. I got to just relax. Yes. What do you think? Um, Honestly, I think that it just depends on the person. It's like for me, even when I am like a little sick, I try to push through it. And let's say I'm at work or something like that. I might have like a little bit of like a fever or something like that. I like to push through my work day unless I can't walk, you know, it's like try to fight for it. But now I have to think there's other people involved. Like there's more of a risk with me possibly like having like a different disease that can infect people seriously. And mm-hmm. sometimes I have to just think to that and think, okay, if I am feeling a little sick, I can't hesitate to call out because it's not my life on the line. It's everybody's as well. So mm-hmm. got to be a little selfless instead of selfish now at these times. And even if it is just anxiety or something like that, that's just, if you have a day off, that's just you to build your mental health up. And that's like the, that's the best thing you do need because once mm-hmm. your mental health starts deteriorating, that's kind of just messes you up. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad works at the Kaiser on Riverside and he's just always telling me about different people that come in and he's just saying how people lose their mind. They snap on doctors. They cuss up a storm. It's just almost people that just like lose it mentally, whether they're going through like a depression, just anger, it's like anxiety attacks. It's crazy. I, I used man. to have anxiety attacks all the time. Crazy, huh? Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine. I wake up feeling like you're having a heart attack. Yeah. That was because I was on drugs. I was on all kinds of other shit, you mm-hmm. know? And and uh, I had sleep apnea for a while. All the drugs caused it. Yeah. And I'd wake up because you stop breathing. I had somebody die from that in my up. family. No, I, I know one of my friends, homie, died in his sleep because he got all drunk. He slept, fell asleep in his car. Mm-hmm. But he, 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 slept, he fell asleep with his head against the window. Yeah. And he just started throwing up and he had sleep apnea and he died, dude. That's crazy. Young age, too, you know? And it is scary. You know, it's, it's very scary. Uh, there's a lot of things to be scared about besides this. You know, what, what happened to all the people that are having heart attacks and people with cancer and all that stuff? Are they still doing treatments for, for stuff like that? Because mm-hmm. everyone's saying the hospital is empty. What is your dad saying? Um, so a lot of the hospitals have been closed. Like, uh, with my girlfriend, I took her, we're supposed to go to two hospitals today for her to pick up some medicine and they closed the one in Lakeview without warning and the closed one in Savvy Ranch without notice too. So she had to like choose to go to the one in Anaheim, which was like super busy. Um, but as of recently, cause we went today, they, there used to be a long line because we went a few weeks to ago. To get prescription? Prescription, yeah. You can't go to, like, Savon or anything, CVS? She can, technically, but they prescribed it to her at Kaiser, and uh, it's a little oh. cheaper for her there, so. Okay. Yeah, so she could have gone. She, I think that is what she's going to do, go to, like, a CVS to pick it up or a Walgreens or something, but they were saying it's, like, 45 minutes to get your prescription, and it's, like, that's crazy. You know, it's, like, although there aren't as many people outside wanting to get tested because they do have, like, different drive-through testing set up now around the areas um they did take away traffic that way but some hospitals are still just kind of crazy and mm. my dad was saying like I, talk, I haven't talked to him this week about it but last what does week he do he was over saying, there he's an x-ray tech and he also okay. works in the radiology department so okay yeah pretty cool he um he loved it i used to the always go growing up uh riverside riverside okay. yeah right off of i think magnolia something like that it's by a castle park okay. that's all i know so yeah it's pretty dope um so like growing up, going to the hospital a lot, you did to see a whole bunch of the different doctors and stuff there mm-hmm. and form like little connections and everything. And when you get older, you add them on like Facebook or whatever it is. And seeing their posts nowadays with how stressed they are because of work, it's like, man, this thing really like. Is he busy? My... He's so busy. It's crazy. He's been working. Well, like because you got to take pictures days. of their lungs, huh? Yeah. Everything. So they're getting a lot of patients coming in. I'm assuming so, but he's you think just most of it's people. Shifts. You think it's mostly people that are just having anxiety attacks and thinking they. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 I get it. I got anxiety now, you know, just because, I'm, I, you know, I have to stop and and, and meditate now, mm-hmm. dude. Like 
I was in the studio before you got here, and I took a couple deep breaths, and I just, I just felt my chest shaking, you know. And I'm mm -hmm. like, hey, man, you got to just relax. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just worn out. Everybody is. Everybody's stressed. Nobody knows what's going on. So we're we're drinking. We're barbecuing. We're, we're trying to keep it out of our minds. The next day we wake up, it's it's, it's fucking still Reality here, you know. Again, you know? So I, I have to go take a couple steps back and, and 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 really get back into my meditation. Really, you know, instead of looking at the news or you know looking at doomsday YouTube videos, you know, I I gotta focus on myself, my health because. Hey, dude, people could have stress, strokes, you know, you can have a stroke, you have a heart attack from the stress and, mm -hmm. and being nervous. So, you know, I, I think we got to just take a step back and just re and relax, take a deep breath. And like I said, dude, July, dude, I don't care. We're throwing, no one gets sick in July. So they did say, you see in the, in the news as well, like a few months ago or a month or two ago, let's say there's a hotter temperature. It said that coronavirus, COVID, once it's out of like the mouth, whatever, the body, could only survive on surfaces for like a shorter amount of time, depending on the temperature. So the hotter it is, the least likely it is to like stay around for a minute, whether it be like. Outside Do you take or the flu shot? Do you take the? Um, sometimes yes. I used to a lot up until freshman year of college. I used to get super sick though. Like once I take the flu shot, there was one time my last time getting it actually when I had the flu because I get it almost every time. Yeah. I had like a hundred and three degree fever. I couldn't move. Like I passed out so many times, just like walking from like my bed, trying to go to the kitchen to get some water or something like that. Because I was home. I was like, okay, it's over summer. I got the, uh, it was sorry, before summer, it was during school. Mm -hmm. I got the flu shot and I was just like, okay, uh, my mom would be at work or something like that. My sisters would be at school. My older sister's in college. So I had no one at the house. So I was like, okay, let me try to go get some water. And I passed out once, came home. My mom was like, my mom came home and she said she saw me on the ground and she was just like, didn't know what to expect. You and know? that's from taking the flu shot. Just the flu shot alone. I know I know people that take the flu shot, they get sicker as dogs every year. Yeah. I've never taken the flu shot. Maybe I might have done it once mm -hmm. a long time ago. I, I get sick. If I get sick, dude, it, it might be, I'm out for like two days. Yeah. This is coming from someone that when you're withdrawn from opiates, you feels like you have the flu a million times. You want to fucking die. Yeah. You know, you get de dehydrated. It's mental. You just can't stop thinking about, you know, that one pill is going to take all the pain away. Your whole body aches. You can't sleep. You get the chills. You get cold sweats. Um, you get restless legs. was fucking horrible. Um, you get severely dehydrated. And you just, you want to kill yourself. Mm -hmm. One pe People would say, I wouldn't put this feeling, what I'm going through, on my worst enemy. That's yeah. how bad it is to withdraw from opioids, heroin. The, the pills they give you, the hydrocodone, even that the scissor. When I get sick, I get the flu because it, it feels like you have the flu. You get your aches and pains. You get your, you might get a fever, and, and you kind of know, okay, I'm getting getting sick. But it, it'd only be for like two days, and then I'd, I'd be on a, a good vitamin regimen, just taking care of your health. But, man, I know people who are out for like fucking seven days, dude. Yeah. And and that just shows your immune system, how good it is, your health, over, you know, otherwise. You know, I, I walk an average 14 miles a day. Um, I've changed my diet. You know, I, got, I cut fast food out. I'm doing a, a carnivore diet the first half of the day. And the second half, I'm, I'm eating homemade, you know, food. That's cool. You know, I, I cut all the pharmaceutical stuff out. I used to take uh, Xanax for anxiety. How do you feel about mm -hmm. the uh, pharmaceutical drugs? I have a lot of friends that are like, one friend's on antidepressants, and I was telling her maybe you shouldn't do it because once uh, you're off of them, you know? It's the hardest thing uh, when you get off of that. That's one thing that worried me was when all this shit went down. Is like, 
I have a psychotherapist that I see and, and it's just, it, it, there's no, it's all just mental health, right? Mm-hmm. And, and physical health and all connects your spiritual health. So when you're taking this, this doctor, I see it, it's about lifting weight. It's about exercise. It's about taking vitamins. So he, he makes sure that he goes, get your blood, blood work done. And I'm going to see what you're deficient in. And then I'm going to prescribe you. Or not prescribe you like doctors would. He would just write you, take some more vitamin D, mm-hmm. add some more B complex, need to get some fish oil. And he would tell you, you need to take, uh, because of the sickness going around, you need to bump up your vitamin D3 to about 9,000 BUs or whatever. He would, he could even vitamin C bump that up. That's cool. Yeah, he doesn't prescribe you. And these people that come in are worse off than me. You know, they come in, they're, they're suicidal, which, I, you know, I, when I was younger, I had I went through a period where, where I was suicidal. So you see these cycles. You want to see a good one. So talking about your pharmaceuticals, not about me. Um, yeah, I used to be on a, a prescribed a lot. And one thing that scared me was when all this went down, I was like, how they're going to get the prescription? Because I used to take Suboxone. And that was to help me get off of heroin and opioids. Mm-hmm. Thank God I got off of it. It's going to be a year in June. Congrats, uh, man. Yeah, man. I, I finally, finally over the hump. I, I think I was like four or five years clean off of pills and and that purple drink or whatever you wanted mm-hmm. to call it. And I got on Suboxone. It's just like methadone. Yeah, it was a year. Before I started podcast, I go, I got to get off of this. I got to be right. And so, yeah, it's been a year. And I, I tell my lady all the time, I said, man, I go, imagine if I would have. Because getting a hold of the doctor is one thing. Because you got to see him once a month to get the prescription because it's still a narcotic mm-hmm. even though they say you don't get a high you do get an high it's just different um it's the same thing the 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 suboxone methadone it's the same thing it's just another scapegoat you might think you're clean but you're not you're still taking an opioid it's still connecting to your opioid receptors i was like thank god man like every i feel like the universe everything happens for a reason man as long mm-hmm. as you're, you're you're in your right you're in your right you know what I mean? Your your spirit, your mental, your physical. Even if you're not optimal, you're not supreme athlete. As long as you focus on just trying to be, I'm not trying to be the best. I'm just, I'm just trying to get through and, and and just help people and just and just be in harmony. So I was I was grace. I was just so excited. I was like not excited, but just like man, everything happens for a reason because there's no way I'd get a hold of the doctor. You can't see him. You know because when you're done with that last strip. You know, you're like, holy shit, I need to go see him. You know, and you're trying to get a hold of him. Oh, he's busy till this. And you tell him I'm out of medication. Because if you're out of medication, you're going to go through the same withdrawals as if you were taking heroin or, or pills. So you, you're so what I'm trying to get to is you're tied to this, right? You, like you need this to survive, yeah. right? Like we need water and we need nutrients. I need this to survive. So even when you go to the pharmacy and you give her the slip, they go, we got to check if we have it. They might not have it. There were times I had to go to five pharmacies. And if I didn't find it, like within 16 hours, I was going to fucking put a gun in my mouth, dude, and blow the fucking trigger, dude. That's how it was even worse getting off of Suboxone than it is the pills. And they don't tell you that. They said, oh, it's all mental. No, it's not, dude. No, it's not. So going back to your question, pharmaceutical drugs, is it bad? Yeah, it's fucking bad. They're young enough they can get off of it. But when you... Fuck with your brain chemistry and you start putting this Prozac and stuff like that. That's even worse because you're messing with your brain chemistry. Same thing with opioids. Your opioid receptors are in your brain too. But when you start messing with the moods and all that, 
and then all of a sudden you take it away, your brain doesn't know what to do. And you start frantic-ing. I mean, your anxiety becomes worse. Su- you're suicidal. You're, you're going nuts. So it, it sucks, man, because growing up, I didn't know people that were taking this. And now all of a sudden, the young kids are taking it. And I understand mm-hmm. they take Adderall to stay up. They take, you know, drink Red Bulls and stuff like that to study. But when you start messing with the brain chemistry because you're depressed, it's not that you're depressed. It's not. Do people do have problems? Yes. But I think first we got to first start off with, hey, are you exercising? Are you getting out and getting fresh air? Are you meditating? You know, or do you have your proper nutrients? Let's take your blood. Let's, let's test your nutrients and see what type of vitamins you might be. You might be lacking a vitamin B or a vitamin D or, you know, some calcium or, you know, all that stuff. It, Look, everybody's different, right? Everybody has a different type of, you might need more water than I do, mm-hmm. or you might need more vitamin D, and I might need no more vitamin B. Everybody's different. We have to we have to go deep, and we have to we take the blood work and, and, and start with that. And then, you know, hey, pharmaceuticals, I'm, I'm not right off the bat, because I used to get prescribed right off the bat. I got anxiety. I, you know why I had anxiety back then? Because I was on cocaine. I weighed 250 pounds. You know, I was drinking. That's why I had anxiety. Yeah. Not because I was I, I had a chemical imbalance. So I think we, we jumped. The pharmaceutical companies kind of pushed the issue. And it's all for the wrong reasons. I agree. It's like, because um, I was telling her, um, I have a friend that just recently got diagnosed. So I was like, oh, it was a form of depression or something like that. I forgot what the exact name was. And she was saying that the doctor gave her some medicine to take. And I was just telling her, like, maybe you shouldn't take it. You know, maybe there's a whole bunch of different medicines that I do see at, like, Mother's or Trader Joe's or different stores like that. Oh, yeah. I think those kind of work better. I was telling her. I delivered to a few holistic Mm -hmm. doctors. And I've I've known about them for a long time. And I was grateful grateful enough to uh, get this route and test in where I delivered to a handful of holistic doctors. And and I think we should try that first. I mean, I got that rock for a for one of the doctors yeah. that's supposed to ward off evil and stuff like that. I feel that and so i'm trying to get him on the podcast he's waiting he's coming up with the new machine shout out to dr tom he's going to come on the podcast he's making a a water filtration system made up with crystals that's and all kinds cool. of stuff so I'm, I'm totally into the holistic stuff now because yeah. i did go down that road with pharmaceuticals and it was a long process and and a very tough process but now that i i been able to get off of anything i don't need every once in a while i used to take ibuprofen all around too because i had a bad back mm-hmm. you know that's how all this started i don't even take ibuprofen anymore man that's dope you know what i mean yeah. I'm, I'm on some kratom i shout out to the kratom guys that were on my podcast I, I take my kratom in the morning i'm good to go i drink coffee straight black i used to drink you know starbucks all the time mm-hmm. i've slowly but surely just just changed my health and obviously you know i could lose some weight too We'll get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Rome wasn't built in one day, dog. Exactly. So either neither with his body, man. As long as you're progressing, you know, that's all that really matters. I'm hoping just I just want to kind of move on from Chase a little bit. Like not that I don't like them as a company. Are you gonna because, quit? Uh not right away. I wanna make sure I find something first. Like I had a few interviews and stuff as we were like talking about a little earlier before this whole like, corona thing took off and one of them was for like an underwriting position for uh Chubb Insurance, it's like a big insurance company. That would have been like a really good job to come out of college, but as we were saying, I don't really know what the certainty of it, me having the position still it would be with everything that is going on. So kind of want to just take this time, kind of work on myself, work on my own business. I recently, like beginning of college, I was at 130-something weight-wise. Mm-hmm. Stepped on the scale yesterday, I was at 170. Damn. And I, yeah, I'm on a push. I'm trying to get to like 185. And What are you eating right now? 
I'm eating anything that's on my way. Like more so on the healthier side now as of like the past few months. But before then I would just eat anything. Like my friends were like, Hey, let's go here. Let's go here. And Korean barbecue. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Now I'm just more so focused on, I decided last week I'm cutting out red meats from my diet. Really? Yeah. To eat more like just chicken than fish. I wanted to become pescatarian, but I like eating like, I like grilling chicken. That's like one of my things I Me do too. like. Me too. I so, love chicken. Yeah. So I like to do that. And eventually I'm going to become like a little pescatarian. And once I get a little more weight on me, mm. I think that's when I'm going to start getting more so into like the little vegan diet more so. Just like more so. What about carbs? Carbs, I don't really focus too much on them. I, what are you drinking when you do drink? Uh, when I drink alcohol wise, yeah, I'll drink, man, anything too. <laughs> I like uh, I like Jack and Coke. It's like one of the classics. You can't ever get tired of that, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, favorite one of my favorite drinks is Hennessy and pineapple juice. Really, I think it, it's so bomb. It's like a mixture because like Hennessy has like a little bit of like a, it's like a I can't even think of like the flavor of it. It's like straight to the point that like, you know like, once you taste it, it's like it hits you right there. Yeah. That pineapple has like a little sweetness to it, and it's pretty dope. Damn, I like to do that. A little creeper right there. Exactly. I like to do that. I like to get um, margarita mix. I'll put like a few shots of like vodka, whether it be like absolute or like anything tequila, really. Like Casadores is pretty good. My girlfriend likes to drink that, so she'll always bring that around and mix them in. It's like more so like lighter stuff now because I used to like go out and party a lot, but I haven't been doing that as of recently. So, well, you know what? I'm gonna take a quick break. I gotta take a piss. <laughs> we'll be right back to close up shop. I'll see you guys in a bit. Cool. Drip in Fullerton. It's pretty good, too. Have you ever been to the coffee uh, cafes, the Vietnamese oh, cafes? I haven't been there. Nuh-uh. The girls wear bikinis. They have a strip club now that's oh, they really? serve straight uh, coffee. That's it's it's a strip club, but they serve uh, Vietnamese coffee. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a bunch of them in uh, Garner Grove, mm-hmm. West Minister. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Sorry, I apologize. It is Wednesday, my day off, and I wanted to relax and hang out. Sorry if the music is loud too, but gotta get us back in it. We are back. A question that I wanted to ask. Uh, once again, thank you for coming on the Sean Johnny. Of course. One question I've been I've been asking people and it's a question that I, because you were all different ages right how old yeah, are you again 23 you're 23 bro and i'm gonna be 40 this year so it's a 17 year different i didn't grow up with social media i didn't grow up with a, a smartphone I, I, actually i think i was the first person in high school who had a, a no second person the other guy and shout out to buddha rest in peace <laughs> he had the first flip phone in high school mm-hmm. and he was working he's working for his dad's company and so that made me want to hustle and and i wanted a phone a flip phone back in in, in the mid 90s so I went and got my first job at Thrifty's. I was an ice cream scooper. Yeah. I got my first phone, Motorola. It was from Nets Touch. It was a flip phone. It was really compact. So I didn't grow up with the, with the Instagram and stuff like that and social media. So the question is, has, do you think so? Like from how I grew up and how you guys are growing up, you guys are growing up in the in the social media age. Mm-hmm. My daughter, she's gonna graduate high school. She she's I call her the iPad. Do you think social media has separated us as? Because I feel like like this right here, this two on two. Yeah, it, it's great. It, it it's healthy. It's 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 what man's supposed to do. When we got the social media, we got the big tech, and they're talking about transhumanism, and Elon Musk is talking about putting a chip in your brain to help people who can't use their left arm or stuff plug into the internet. So saying all that, do you think social media has separated us as humanity, or has it 
brought us together? Um, I think it depends how you look at it. I think that let's say you have me living on one side of the continent, you living on another. For that reason, it would kind of connect us. But I do think that it also took away interpersonal like relationships between people. You know, it's like I'm not really able to. I know a lot of people like my age that aren't really able to like go out and have like a normal conversation with me. And I'm not really able to connect to them on a certain level without them mentioning a video on TikTok or like a reference from social media. And for me, I try not to be on like my social media too much. I'll, I like Twitter. I keep my Twitter because of news purposes and everything. Um, other social medias, though, I have to kind of like tell myself, okay, hop on, you know, give an update to your family on Facebook that's not able to see you. Give an update to like, like on Instagram, if you see, I just posted a picture recently for my little sister's graduation. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. But before then, I haven't posted. Thank you. I appreciate that. Like, I haven't posted anything in forever on there because I don't really like to, I don't like talking to people online. It's like, for me, if you want to hang out or like talk to me, come see me in person. And I do think that our generation is really with, we're so addicted to our phones, whether it be like FaceTiming our friends or texting all day or whatever it is. And... I don't know. I just think it's going to be downhill from here whether for like personal communications. And I even think that like Corona and everything is going to affect it because they're talking about more businesses, having employees work from home. or just using Zoom to have business meetings and stuff. And while that is like it will make business more efficient and faster, I just think future generations, they're just going to have a lot of awkwardness, social awkwardness to them, too. What do you think about the censorship that's going on with social media and, and YouTube and so, and, and the such? Is mm-hmm. cutting people out that think about the, the, the alternate way of thinking and <laughs> how the government's against you and stuff like that. What do you think about them cutting those people out? I think that is dumb. I think that I know that people do have their opinions and viewpoints on certain topics, whether it be like, let's say 9-11, was it like a conspiracy? Did Bush make it, you know? It's like you do need those people, you know, to kind of keep your your eyes awake to mm-hmm. things that are happening because the government isn't all good at it to be good. You know, there's corrupt people. And I mean, because when this when I see stuff like this happen, mm-hmm. but then I could go on I, uh, IG and I could see a girl finger banging herself or, That's what I'm or totally yeah. naked. It's like Only you fucking fans. kidding me. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got OnlyFans. And obviously, I know people got to make their money, dude, but. You really gonna? There's kids. Kids could go on it. Exactly. Kids could see this. You could take your parents' credit you know I mean? cards so what, easily. What are you teaching my my children when, when you're showing that? But you can take off someone because they have a different view. That's what I'm saying. And so it's just, I don't know, man. Some people think that you know, like I, I I'm guilty of it. I'm always on IG. I post on IG and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But at the end of the day, like I have another page, you know, and it's all just women with big asses yeah you know and and it, it become a habit now now it's like i'm gonna see if, how many of them i can find and if you went if you went on my other page <laughs> you know which is blocked you can't get in but it, it, i think i'm up to like six 600 girls and it's all just girls just throwing themselves at but if you want someone with the alternate right they're constantly getting censored they're constantly mm-hmm. getting kicked out I, I feel that it's like for me the two things i do hate on social media is like seeing guys being disrespectful to women for no reason and then seeing girls like putting themselves out there too it's like at the same time as you're saying you have like a little you have kids at home i have a little brother he's like starting to use technology a lot and Mm -hmm. seeing advertisements that pop up on like while you're watching youtube videos or on instagram or stuff like that it's Mm -hmm. like i don't want him seeing that at a young age i don't have kids yet but i don't want them seeing that either but yet, yeah, yeah, that isn't yeah. censored. Even videos of people of the cartels chopping some dude's head off or some dogs chop, 
biting the dude's balls off. Exactly. Those type of things. I'm like, those ain't censored. But you're going to censor someone because of their thought and their way of thinking. Yeah. It, 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 and it makes it you wonder, true. right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, there's a reason for the censorship. Mm-hmm. And social media really does put it to light. Some pe- how I think social media did make it easier, though, for you to recognize different people's viewpoints. Like, you see all these protests going on, seeing people's mindsets, how some people can be really ignorant to the protests, how some people can be super headstrong about the protests. I don't know. It's like... You meet different people's characteristics, their different personality traits, and I do think social media, for that reason, has been pretty good. It tells you people's true intent that they won't tell you to your face. So, real quick before mm-hmm. before we end this, I know you got to tell your final test to take. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, man! Thank I'm you. proud of you. The first three things you're gonna do once this banner's lift. Once this banner's lift, I'm gonna go to a bar for sure. Get a few shots in me. That's party of that. Um, number two. I'm probably going to, I don't know what I want to do, because I had tickets to go to Coachella this year, too. But whatever the first big music fest is, I want to do that for sure, too. Mm-hmm. And three, I want to travel. I want to go somewhere far, somewhere big, whether Just it be a cruise to the bomb. Yeah, I'm gone. Like, don't you're not going to hear from me for a few weeks. <laughs> the, the first three things I'm going to do is I'm going to get a pedicure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a manicure. I'm going to get a facial. Oh, it's gonna be four, and I'm gonna get a beard trim. So that's yeah. four. Those are the first the first things I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. You know, because I usually get a facial twice a year. Yeah. You know, I I go to get my pedicure, manicure, and you know, obviously I'm not painting my nails and shit like that. <laughs> but you know what I mean. So those those are the things I'm waiting for. I know they're doing uh, haircuts. People are going to people's houses and yeah. doing that. I would recommend too. Um, you said yeah, like back problems and stuff. I bought a massage gun the other day. Mm-hmm. No, works a massage. I just yeah. say that last podcast. I go, I'm gonna get a massage. I, yeah. I do. I, I'm able guns, to man. get. Uh, I started doing real quick. I started doing acupuncture. Oh yeah, I one of one of my customer spots, and so I've done it oh, twice already. And this, it's yeah. dope. Yeah. But uh, and then I have the chiropractor. He's right next to Chase. He yeah. Cracked. He, remember, I saw you one time. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I saw. You. I, was, I I drove in the Mustang. Yeah, I, I usually go get a foot massage and the massage, and I haven't had that. And, and I think that's one thing that's important is mm-hmm. getting your body massaged. We'll talk about it later. You know, the podcast. I got a lot to talk about. But once again, tell the people how they can get a hold of you. Tell the listeners from around the world. Shout out to people from Ireland, Russia, Ukraine, Poland, Thank Switzerland you guys for in, that man. are tuning in. I, I hope you guys are doing well. Same boat as you guys, man. I'm just out here expressing myself. Johnny, tell the people how mm-hmm. they can get a hold of you. Or yeah, definitely. You can always follow me on any social media. Um, my name is OG underscore Little Bill because I look like Little Bill from Nickelodeon. Or you can also add me on LinkedIn. Um, my name is Johnny Williams. And you can look for me. You'll see the little black kid in front of Alcatraz out there. So feel free to come look for me on there. We can always connect. If you have any questions about me or what I've, even what I've learned in school, anything like that, I'm definitely here to, I like to talk to people. And if you guys are here to talk, listen, I'm here to talk and do the same, you know? So thank you guys for listening again. And thanks guys for having me. I really do appreciate that. Hey brother. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. You're my boy, man. And when real sees real, man, we, we always back each other up. Definitely. And, and I thank you for coming through in the midweek. And uh, I want to thank my listeners and my supporters and my friends and family that are supporting me through this process. Look at I'm going to come here and I'm going to tell you the real. I'm going to tell you what I see through my own eyes. And one thing I wanted to say is discover yourself. Otherwise, you have to depend on other people's opinions who don't know themselves. Amen, man. I'll see you guys next week. I love you guys. Be safe, keep your head high, and hey, we'll get through this. 
God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. Hãy subscribe cho